his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. The owners in this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. Mark Reardon. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. This is the Mark Reardon Show. All right, I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Mark Reardon the next couple of days. It's a pleasure to be with you here today, and we have a huge show planned for you and so much that is going on. President of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance are going to join us, David Williams, in the next segment. And part of the importance of that is that $1.7 trillion bill that Congress is getting ready to push through. I tell you, I respect and love Rand Paul because he is one of the few that will stand up and say, you haven't even read this thing. They printed this in the dead of night, and they're trying to blame those that don't want to vote for this simply because they didn't have time to read it, wasn't sufficient um, enough to not vote for this. And Rand Paul is great. So we're going to discuss what's in this bill coming up with him a little bit later. Some of the different Twitter files that continue to come up. Mark Hemingway is going to join us from the Federalist later in this hour, too. I mentioned at first everyone getting ready for the giant winter weather that's going to be hitting us. And St. Louis is good for one, sometimes two major storms that hit the area. And we're about to get one of them, at least the projection of it. And of course, we'll keep you updated and give you any projections as they change over the course of the show. And I love all the different TV news stations that are doing the stories of shoppers across St. Louis getting last-minute items ahead of winter weather. Every single time there's a giant storm, you can always count on it. it the dependable TV news stations going out and doing a live shot in front of a grocery store, KMOV, picked Deerberg's. And I loved how they were going in and talking to people. And they were saying, I don't mind waiting in line for a half hour before I can get to the register. My wife went out today to get a couple of things. It took her about a half hour to get to that register. But she was more than happy to get a couple of extra items just in case. And considering that it's a holiday weekend with Christmas just a few days away, it adds a little bit more pressure if you haven't done your shopping yet, which you hopefully should have. But if you're cooking, then you got to have that ready and on hand. So I know there's a lot of people that are going out there and some people are still Christmas shopping, mostly men, but most, most have their stuff done, but guys, I know how you are. You're like me. You wait till the last minute. You can't always rely on things coming through the mail and totally unrelated because I would never wait till the last minute. I've noticed packages are coming in later than usual. 
<laughs> I was really hoping they'd be in. God. I just thought, oh, no, everything's going to be great. It'll come in on time. They got extra people working. You know, when they say it's going to be there. But next thing you know, it says, oh, we're going to delay today. Oh, we're going to delay it another day. And I start sweating. I'm thinking, oh, it's not going to be here in time. Now my wife's going to know I wait so long. Hypothetically. Now my Hypothetically. Yeah, <laughs> I wait that's so what it is. <laughs> There's one other story, Sue, I want to bring up to you because I got to tell you, this may be the first time I've ever heard this. And I wanted to run this headline by you. And you tell me if you've ever heard this, too. In okay. The Post-Dispatch. St. Louis man indicted for manufacturing fake temporary vehicle tags. This may be the first time I have ever heard of anyone getting in trouble for temporary tags in the history of St. Louis. Oh, me too. And here's the other thing. When I heard this story, I thought, duh, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course they've been making these things up. And now that nobody is busting anybody for it, all the better. Right. I I passed some. Oh, actually, somebody passed me today that had one, you know, expired the temporary tags from uh, 21. It was 5-11-21. And I thought this is just it. It drives me nuts. Listen, after the pandemic, everyone said, oh, I can't get back in because of the pandemic. So they try to rely on that because, remember, back in 2020, they became a little bit more relaxed in case you're going to lapse inside of your registration period because you couldn't go in the DMV or some people were afraid to. They said, oh, well, if you're off by a little bit, then it'll be okay." But now here we are in 2022, well past that time. And I wonder if they're still using that excuse. So this person faces up to five years in prison and two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. Good. I mean, they're not going to pay. That's the thing. Of course, that person doesn't have two hundred fifty thousand. I'm a guessing. How would you like to be this guy? And for the past forever in St. Louis, no one's ever been caught or charged with this. And they're the first. <laughs> they're fixing 250000 Does it what say kind of racket? I know. Does it say anything in there, Ryan, about how big a racket this was? In other words, was he churning out like, you know, 100 a week or, you know, was he creating them for the neighborhood? I didn't read that. I read the headline. It just basically says manufacturing fake temporary vehicle tags. They did an undercover sting Love for it. the past month or so, earlier this month, and authorities were purchasing multiple fake tags and multiple fake license plates. So Jeez. they were setting them up. He was doing multiples, but it doesn't say to what degree. Okay. And it's, I don't understand, I don't think you necessarily have to go to someone. I've seen the worst knockout <laughs> counterfeit <laughs> Me temporary too. plates. And why do people even bother anymore? You might as well just ride with nothing on it because you don't get stopped. Ryan, I'm like, seeing that too. I've seen yeah, that time. too. That you just people would just don't do bother with any of it. Yeah, you know what the new way to get around the law is, and people do this in cities that have the red light cameras. They buy a magnet that looks like a wet leaf, and they put it over their license plate or the temporary tag. Are you so kidding if they get me? Caught. It just looks like, oh, it's just debris. It's not their fault. But really, it's a magnet. And that has been working. But And I thought, wow, these guys, I'm guessing they sell zero in St. Louis because no one ever gets stopped for this to begin with, let alone ticketed, let alone even bothered with. Wait a minute, Abby. Park on the street. Abby's nodding her head. Have you seen this? No, but I believe it. That seems so <sighs> on brand for many people. I, it, it, You know what? It's kind of evil genius, Ryan. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest. Also, yep. And I've seen these devices that hold a license plate on both sides. And essentially, it's a 
almost like a little box frame and you press a button inside your car and it kind of comes out and flips to the other side to what? a different license plate. What? Now, people use this for legal ways. You want to guess the legal way you can use this for? I can't even begin to imagine the legal way for that. What, what, what is it? Okay, so this is used very commonly if you have a classic car and you go to car shows and you want to put the vintage plate on oh. that's not road legal, they do this so it flips it over so it looks like it's the old license plate. But then when they hit the road again, they leave, they flip it around so it's street legal again. Oh, well, so that the, makes sense. Okay. Right, right. So, But people use this in other ways. Of they course. flip it while they're driving or whatever it is to try to get out of certain things. And there are a lot of things you can buy on Amazon that are very shady that way. But you're not going to get it in time for Christmas, just in case anyone's wondering. But <laughs> getting someone caught for making temporary plates and selling Yay! fake license Woo! plates... Again, maybe the first time that's ever been enforced in the history of St. Louis. I can tell you that I've paid attention to news for, well, since the time I've lived here, and I've never once seen anyone even get ticketed for this, let alone like the cops putting up a sting operation. This is giving me hope. Um, for what? I don't know. Just law enforcement in general. This makes me happy. Yeah, they want to end the year right, you know, try to nail this guy for two hundred and fifty grand. And they'll say, oh, we better quote for the year. <laughs> then maybe next year by this time, they'll try it one other time. It's baby steps, really, for the police yeah. and prosecutors. If you can just maybe next year do five of these, <laughs> and then after that, 15 or 20, I mean, it would be beneficial. Uh, one <sighs> other quick thing uh, when it comes to the weather, and I think this is relatable because in the U.K., they're going through an ambulance strike. I don't know if you've been following this. No, I haven't. Yeah, but some of these different places that have healthcare taken care of, you know, Canada, of course, here close to the United States. But in the UK, when you have ambulance riders uh, and ambulance drivers striking, the government has to come out and give tips to people so they are aware hey, you're not going to have someone to pick you up if they're striking right now. So they gave three tips for all people that live in the UK. And I think those three tips of how to prevent injuries applied to the United States this week, at least in our region, as we prepare for this massive winter storm. Because when there's a lot of snow and ice, don't count an ambulance coming to get you if, you know, it's blizzard, whiteout conditions, and it's super cold, and it'll take a long time. So here are the three things the U.K. says you need to do in order to try to help and at least make sure uh, and, uh, you're going to be safe over the next couple of days. They advise people to not play contact sports, Okay. okay. So you don't get injured. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, do not take unnecessary car trips because, you know, you can get injured, you know, on the road or whatever, and there's not going to be an ambulance to pick you up. All right. And the third tip that the UK government gave to its people, don't get drunk. <laughs> How many injuries stem from getting drunk in the UK? I'm guessing 20%. I don't know. I don't know. What that number is. I'm, but I, I think know. those apply here in the United States right now. When it gets really bad, no one's going to come and help you. You get drunk and hurt yourself, you're on your own. What, are you going to crawl to a neighbor's house? Good luck with that. Yeah, like anyone's no going kidding. to come and help you. And so many hills. I don't know how many times you run into this in St. Louis. It's very hilly. When it gets icy and hilly at the same time on these side roads, I live in one of those neighborhoods that has an incline. It's not like a high incline, but it's an incline. And I'm at the spot where I can see sometimes like Mustangs and smaller cars that are low to the road. Yeah. They'll slowly inch up the road and they think the 
best strategy for them is to go up like as slow as they can, but that's not the right strategy. Once you lose that momentum, you're done. And then they slide back back down. You know, so much fear in their eyes when that happens. (laughs) The internet is full. I mean, full of videos of what you're talking about. And my other favorite video is, well, I mean, there's several variations on the, the following theme. Man comes out of house onto icy driveway to try to get in car and or mail at the bottom of the sloping driveway. Slip, slide, slip, slide, and all dip. And sadly, these make me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. I, let's do another hypothetical. You remember in the 90s, there was that big lawsuit where... A burglar was trying to break into a house, fell through a window, and fell onto a knife in the kitchen and then sued the homeowner for his injuries. Do you remember that old lawsuit? Yes, yes. Very popular one. Do you think that there are porch pirates stealing packages this time of year that slip on the ice and sue the homeowner (laughs) because of that? That that is a good question. I doubt. I don't know. That's actually a good question. I saw a next door um, in my neighborhood. That website is both evil and entertaining and sometimes helpful, but not very often. But this guy said somebody was talking about porch pirates, just like you were saying, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And this guy said, somebody got one off of my porch today before I was able to get it. He said, but usually I have dummies out with cat poop in them. And this mm-hmm. is the first time that someone's come up to his house in a long time because I guess they figured out that he has cat poop packages. And then, unlucky him, they someone got one time. Other than the cat poop. Oh. oh, man. I think that if you catch someone trying to steal a package off your front door, that you should legally be allowed to take a swing at that person with a baseball bat with zero repercussion. <laughs> I agree. Just one swing. I agree. And I, I don't think you go and you try to beat the life out of them, but I think you get one, one good swing. knock at that person yes. to teach them a lesson and get them out of there. <laughs> and the judge will automatically throw the case out if they find out you only had one swing. <laughs> there needs to be stiff ability for the people to be able to hurt whoever comes up to their door to try to steal their items like that. It's just a miserable thing because it happens all the time. And so many people think, oh, it's a victimless crime. you know? No, oh. it isn't. So it's not. These people don't get the item back once it's delivered it's delivered and it's lost and police they don't want to deal with it because no. a lot of times these items are worth under 100 bucks like they're going to hunt down someone for a like 50 dollar item like they got the time for that yeah they don't so have the time for you're that. out of luck you've seen the so, guy on the internet by the way who uh, creates the exploding packages with glitter and all that other stuff yeah it's like um, mark rober yeah and, and i kind of entertained by those at the beginning and then after a while i mean he could just go on endlessly this is a problem problem that does not stop yes and he's got a new one out that came last week and he really upgraded the fart spray to make sure (laughs) that it's a continuous spray of this skunk liquid that will just spray into the person's home and car and i love the idea of it smelling like that for months on end yeah and they showed a video of them planting these into cars in san francisco it's amazing how many windows get broken into on a daily basis in san francisco and sometimes they don't even care about the packages. They're looking for other things that are more high-end value items. So they had to, like, find better ways to goat these people to steal the package after breaking the window just so they can spray that skunk spray inside of their car as they're driving around. Oh, man. It's admirable. Very admirable. 
All right, Congress is getting ready to vote on this new spending bill, $1.7 trillion. Some Republicans are standing up and saying, hey, how about you read it first? Plus, can we even afford this? How about we debate it? David Williams, president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, joins us after the break. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Mark Reardon on 97.1 FM Talk. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. trillion down the drain. Kind of. David Williams is president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. What is exactly in this new spending bill? He joins us now on the Mark Reardon program. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing okay. I was expecting to hear how the Grinch stole Christmas, uh, considering what Congress is doing to taxpayers with this massive, massive spending bill. I mean, $1.7 trillion, 4,000 pages long. And of course, every member of Congress has plenty of time to read it. <laughs> <laughs> like they would anyway. doesn't matter how much time you'd give them. Someone just vote yes for the sake of voting yes, because what do they care? Um, okay, I'm very concerned about this. I think $1.7 trillion is a pretty big number. And uh, considering all of the different problems we've had with the deficit, and, of course, putting ourselves further into debt as a country could be a major problem in the future, as it's been already with inflation. So let's look at this bill by itself and Mitch McConnell saying this is a good thing for Republicans. <laughs> it adds to defense spending. So what, what's wrong with that? And he's trying to spin this thing. What's your impression of it so far? So listen, this is just really bad on so many levels. Uh, first, it's the the amount, right? We're talking $1.7 trillion. We have a $32 trillion debt in this country. The deficit is over $1 trillion. So the numbers are just scary, to say the least. And you talk about inflation. This is going to make inflation worse. So there's that. And this doesn't have to happen. They don't have to pass this bill. They could pass a short-term spending bill until the new Congress comes in. Now, that, that's important because think about this. You have almost 90 members of Congress who have either retired or lost an election that are able to get their hands on this bill and put in earmarks and whatever they want into this spending bill. There's going to be zero accountability. Not that there's much accountability to begin with, but you have 90 members of Congress that are now getting projects 
and are getting money from this bill. And that's why it should be delayed till next year. And I have no idea what Mitch McConnell was talking about, saying this is good for Republicans. This is really bad for Republicans. And it's really bad for the whole country and all taxpayers. Let me uh, play a clip from Senator Rand Paul. I so love him, but it's so great. Yeah. He comes out and says, Congress, hey, we've had nine months to put something together. You couldn't get the job done in nine months, so you get another 90-day extension. Here we are in December, and you print off a 4,000-plus page piece of paper in the middle of the night. It's like 1.30 in the morning, and you expect us to read this in 24 hours. He comes wheeling this thing out, and it's obvious that no one is going to be able to go through this in time. And let me play this clip 14 for you. Go ahead, Debbie. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up and we're going to say no. Let me point out one other thing he mentioned as part of that justification. He said, sure, Mitch McConnell, you're out there saying that you're adding more money to defense. He said, our country being in this massive amount of debt puts us in jeopardy. I I see that as a uh, putting ourselves in basically a corner. And when it comes to our national defense, when we put ourselves in a corner financially, that is more threatening than anything extra you could be throwing at the military right now. So if you want to talk about spending your money wisely, put it in the right places, how about you don't put us in debt? Because that's going to put us in a worse situation than extra funding for our military. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Rand Paul said? Yeah, isn't that right, though? I mean, think about this is we're all concerned about national defense, and we all should be, right? But if you look at what's happening is in order to pay for this bill, we have to borrow money from China. So we are going to be beholden to China making interest payments on the debt. So if you're really concerned about the defense of this country, why are you borrowing more money? Keep on borrowing more money and more beholden to countries like China. And we're going to see the interest on the debt, not the debt. The interest on the debt is going to be $400 billion a year. Think about that. This is just interest. This is like a credit card when you're paying off a credit card. You're just paying you know, the, the interest. That's what the government is doing at $400 billion a year. So how does that make us a more secure and safer country? It absolutely doesn't. Real spending cuts, real entitlement reform, that's where it starts. And you have a Congress that added 7,500 pork barrel earmarks to this bill. These earmarks were su- supposed to be dead. That, they're supposed to be long gone. But they were they brought them back this year. And now we see billions of dollars in earmarks. President of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, David Williams, joins us on 97.1. Something else Rand Paul proposed. He said, get rid of this 60 vote stuff. I mean, if there were if the threshold was higher and Democrats and Republicans needed to actually put something forward that satisfied the people that were in Congress right now, do you think that would help or do you think that even wouldn't even matter at a time like this? I don't know if it would matter because really it takes leadership. It takes guts and courage from people like Mitch McConnell. Um, And what I don't understand about him saying this is a win for Republicans, Republicans are taking over the House of Representatives next month. So that's why you delay this bill. That's why you just do a short-term spending bill. So when they come back in January or if they bring this bill up, let's say, in February, the short term, then you have the Republicans that can control a lot of the uh, of the spending. And listen, Republicans aren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, 
But right now, it is a rubber stamp. It's a rubber stamp in the House, the Senate, and of course, uh, Joe Biden's going to sign this. It's uh, so I don't. Again, I really don't understand the comment by Mitch McConnell saying this is a victory for Republicans. So military spending is what Mitch McConnell is focusing on in something like this. But there's a lot of other things that are included as part of this. Is there anything that stands out to you that is just people trying to sneak things in there, being real sneaky in some of their pet projects? Oh, my gosh. One point five million dollars to encourage people to eat outdoors in Pasadena, California. (laughs) I mean, really, this is five hundred thousand dollars for a skate park in Rhode Island. I mean, there's, no. there's, there's 7,500 of these. You have $5 million for the Universal Hip Hop Museum in New York City. What? Okay, okay let's, <laughs> let's think about hip hop for a second. $5 million, that's what some of these guys spend at the club on a Friday night is $5 million. <laughs> I mean, the taxpayer obviously should not be subsidizing any of this, but this is what's in the bill, and this is why every member of Congress should vote against it. Yeah, you remember during the COVID spending, you had Pelosi buying new curtains oh. for the like, <laughs> it's like all of this stuff has been adding up. And you wonder, same thing with the skate park. I watch videos on YouTube. You know what happens? People take their skateboard <laughs> any public area they can find. They don't <laughs> wait for skate parks like you need to be wasting money on that. And that's the problem. There's all these different areas. And maybe for them, they're like, oh, this is all fun and good. But, man, we just can't afford this right now. And I think something Rand Paul brought up is smart. You can't be throwing this money out unless you offset it, meaning that you have to have something coming up that would justify you spending it in responsibly spending it but we don't do that anymore which puts us in a really tough spot yeah it does and let's just get one thing out there is that there is no such thing as a budget in washington dc when you do your budget when i do my budget and people listening do their budget they go how much money am i bringing in what are my expenses oh i have to cut some Mm -hmm. expenses here because i'm spending too much what washington does is we're going to spend a bunch of money and then at some point they go oh by the way what's the revenue I mean, the exact opposite of what happens uh, in normal America, right? So therein yep. lies the problem is they already start out from the, you know, it, this non-logic that they're using. I, um, you know, I've seen a lot of different takes on this online. I saw NBC at a panel put together, and they essentially said, this is a rebuke of MAGA Republicans. So they're saying that this bill is the anti-Donald Trump bill. So this is a good thing because it's anti-Donald Trump. Have you seen that type of logic in the way that they're trying to justify getting their party excited? You know, all the, the, the riling up a lot of the different Democratic supporters that are throwing so much money out the window. That's a lot of ways how they're trying to get people excited, much like Mitch McConnell is saying that we're getting money for the military. On the other side, they're saying, well, this is anti-Trump, so you should like it that way. There's no win on either side here. No, and listen, this has nothing to do with Donald Trump. I mean, that logic is twisted beyond the word twisted, right? It it makes no sense. He's been out of office for a couple of years. I mean, this is Biden. This is the Democrats. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. And, you know, obviously we heard yesterday that they're going to release his tax returns. Well, this pretty much cements in stone the $80 billion for the IRS, the additional $80 billion and 87000 new IRS agents. That's what this does. So this has nothing to do with Donald Trump. That's ludicrous. 
President for the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, David Williams. So when you look at this and you start to break it down, a lot of wasteful voting. Is there anything that could be done after this is passed, let's say before the end of the year to avoid a shutdown or whatever? Republicans get control next year. Is there anything that Republicans could do to prevent and kind of almost erase some of this uh, trillions of dollars that they're about to sign in? Yeah, I think the first thing they could do is, um, and I, I don't want to you know, get too bureaucratic, but you know, hold hearings, but get rid of the earmarks. Start with the low-hanging fruit. Get rid of the, the eating outdoors in Pasadena. Get rid of the skate park, the hip-hop museum. You know, these sorts of things. There needs to be a way to remove these from the final spending package, and that's what the Republicans need to do. And quite frankly, I think the IRS, this is going to be a bigger and bigger problem and we've seen in the past where the IRS has released illegally the uh, tax information of people. So we need to really defund the IRS. These are a few things that I think, especially the IRS, because I think Democrats are as afraid as the IRS as Republicans. Well, maybe not Democrats in D.C., but elsewhere in this country, because it's lower income folks that are getting audited. They've done studies that if you live in the Mississippi Delta region and you're making $25,000 a year, you have a higher chance of getting audited than Bill Gates does. And that's not (laughs) anecdotal. They have done these studies over and over again. So, you know, because they know that if you are a lower income person, the IRS can intimidate you. The IRS goes to Bill Gates and you're talking to 1,500 lawyers. You're not talking to him. But and we've seen this over and over again. So I think that's a potential, especially when Democrats find out that it is lower income folks that are being harassed by the IRS. So I, that is something I really think can be accomplished. Yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> There's so much trouble when it comes to this. <laughs> and it, it does trouble me, too, that we don't even blink an eye anymore. There's only, I would say there was a time when there would be more senators that would stand up and say, hey, this is out of control when it comes to the spending. But the fact that there's only like three that will do it anymore is really troubling to me. And it just goes to show you that we will spend like drunken sailors and won't think twice about it and we'll put ourselves into further problems in the future, higher inflation. We're going to keep chipping away at things like our retirement accounts to, to basically devalue them. And we look at all of the different crises that we have across the country because this all plays into each other. And then what do we do? We do it all over again. We talk about more ways to spend more money yeah. that we don't have. It's just so troubling, man. Yeah. And you know, dr- they spend money like drunken sailors and we have the hangover, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst part of it. Taxpayers are left with the hangover. Yeah, and just well one said. last thing. So there's there's 1.6 million dollars for the Leahy Center in Vermont. Now this is named after Senator Patrick Leahy. He requested this earmark. I mean, there's got to be some sort of law that you can't request an earmark for a center that's named after you. I mean, <laughs> are we really just that ridiculous that now we have members of? I and mean, aren't you supposed to maybe be dead? Before you have something Man. named after you, I see I see so many problems <laughs> with this. It's just it's just ridiculous. Oh, that is great. <laughs> you need to fund something because it's named after me. Oh, before you know it, all the senators are going to be building statues of themselves <laughs> at their state capitals. Oh, don't don't say it. that too loud. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be modest. It'll just be bronze at first, and then they'll go for gold later when they realize they can get away with it. Uh, President of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. Uh, by the way, what's the website for that if people want to check it out? We're at protectingtaxpayers.org, and please call your member of Congress before this vote and tell them 
you know, what you think and what you feel about the spending bill. Yeah, and you can just all you got to do is get a hold of them, and they have two words for them: stop it, stop it. Yeah. David Williams, Taxpayers Protection Alliance. Thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, uh, writer for the Federal uh, Federalist. Mark Hemingway is going to join us after the break, and more that we learn about big tech companies and their abuses, and how they're intertwined with the government, and some of the latest revelations from these Twitter files. We'll talk to him about that coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in 97.1 FM Talk. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I believe Christmas is so near. Speaking of Christmas, I have a fantastic parenting hack that I can't wait to bring to you guys after the news here, just after 4 o'clock. Oh, oh it's no. a great parenting no. hack. I can't be the first one to think of this, but if I am, I'm a genius. Ryan. Just going to pat myself on the back. I dread it already. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, writer for The Federalist. You can find some of his work on there right now. In fact, he's talking about the FBI, the CIA, and how does that play into tech companies? Mark Hemingway. Oh, that kind of rhymed a little. Thank you for coming on to 97.1. Glad to be here. Let's look at what we've seen so far and the information Twitter has released. I commend them. I think it's good that they're going back through their internal communications and explaining uh, what was really going on behind the scenes when some of these big news stories were either censored or how they came to the decision to do what they did. And one of the latest revelations that we find is how social media networks, Twitter in particular, at least what we've been able to see, worked with the FBI and other federal agents and maybe even accepted money from them. So I wanted to discuss some of this information with tech companies and the way Twitter handled it in the past. Uh, what are your initial thoughts when you found out that the FBI was paying Twitter money in order to do their bidding? Huh. 
Well, I mean, obviously that's incredibly alarming here. Um, We should should not be in a position here where we have to worry that, you know, the federal government, specifically law enforcement agencies, are, you know, behind the scenes running around censoring people, especially people discussing things in the context of elections like they were in Hunter Biden's laptop, which, you know, Twitter famously, you know, censored, you know, prohibited people, including, you know, the White House press secretary from tweeting out links to. I mean, like, it's just absolutely insane to think that, you know, Twitter, one, that Twitter was doing these things and that we learned that the FBI was paying it millions of dollars behind the scenes and routinely requesting that it censor things. I um, always suspected these things. And going back some years, you were called a conspiracy theorist if you believe there was any thing going on behind the scenes other than what was being, you know, at least said publicly. Um, Some of the things that concern me now is Twitter is kind of the smaller of some of these social media and tech companies, Facebook being larger, Google being larger, Amazon being larger. We know that the government had open contracts with companies like Amazon because, you know, they would need the server space or some of these other tech companies would have services with the government. I would only assume that the way Twitter was receiving money in order to basically do their bidding, and it's the only way I can think of saying it, I have to imagine this is multiplied maybe tenfold to some of these larger tech companies that the government probably off the record or maybe under the record was giving money to these in order to try to influence the way that they handled their business against American citizens. Is that safe to say? I mean, it's an entirely safe assumption. I mean, you know, look, I suspected this was going on, too, but, you know, it doesn't change the fact to actually see these details in black and white, um, you know, isn't, you know, pretty shocking. Um you know, we learned that Twitter had so many employees that were former FBI that they had their own Slack channel and they had a specific procedure for, you know, onboarding, you know, new F- new former FBI employees. Um, I mean, that's just, you know, astounding. You know, by some accounts I've seen, Twitter still has 14 employees there, you know, working doing fairly high level stuff that either have, you know, FBI or CIA backgrounds, which is just you know, incredible to think about. Now, obviously, of course, you know, if you're high-level corporate America, certainly there are certain things you need in terms of security and things like that that would lend itself to hiring people that, you know, have law enforcement backgrounds. But, you know, from what we've seen of the malfeasance, you know, uh, here, which, you know, extends to as recently as a few weeks ago, we have every reason to be alarmed. Um, You know, the first batch of Twitter files, you might recall, there were problems, you know, getting it out because James Baker, the former FBI lawyer who was all over the Trump-Russia investigation, left the FBI in 2016 or 20, I think in 2017, to go to work for Twitter, which is pretty soft landing. He was still working at Twitter when they released the, 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 the first batch of the Twitter files, and apparently he intercepted them. And we don't know what he was doing with them. You know, we assume he was you know, scrubbing references to the FBI or the things like that. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really alarming. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, you know, that we should probably be talking about is, you know, when you have agencies like the FBI and the CIA that do all this, you know, counterterror stuff and, you know, intel work, just because someone used to work at the FBI and is now working at a private company, you should not assume that they are no longer working for the intelligence agency that they used to work for. Wow. You know, that's interesting. Not so, some people said that during the pandemic, where if you're working from home, companies were getting upset because if you, during your free time, if you had it even on the clock of one company, sometimes they're picking up a little extra work for another company. And those companies got very upset about it. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you need to dedicate your whole time to this one organization. Doesn't sound like that is necessarily true when it comes to intelligence agencies and then big tech companies. Um, 
I, makes me wonder what Twitter knew if this was acceptable. It also makes me wonder if some of these payments that the FBI were giving to Twitter had the implication that, well, we're giving you this money just so you can keep these people on your payroll because we want to still work with them. And they knew and were complacent with it. And to me, that raises even other questions. If the federal government operated the way they did just as a first like, a, you know, as a first person, as in they were the ones that were conducting themselves this way, there would be huge First Amendment questions. Can the government even do this? But if they use a third party to do it, I think that raises even other questions. If they were paying someone in a third party, are there First Amendment implications and violations, perhaps, that may have incurred because they were directing and using a third party to direct someone that's kind of anti-First Amendment? Yes, that's exactly right. <clears throat> if we had any sort of you know, press that was, you know, functioning and or responsible, they would be all over this and they'd be asking all these kinds of questions. And in fact, for most of my life, you know, the press in this country was inherent, you know, inherently skeptical of intelligence agencies or whatever. And then, but now that the intelligence agencies are perceived to, you know, be run by, you know, people favorable to their interests at the top, all of a sudden that skepticism has completely disappeared, regardless of the evidence we have that they, you know, are engaged in abuse of power. And, um, you know, not just that. I mean, what we're seeing here, you know, so look, my father worked for the CIA in the early 1960s for a year. And it was sort of an interesting arrangement. My dad was a young Marine officer. They pulled him out of the Marine Corps. They, you know, put an official paperwork in his file that said he was separated from the service. They sent him to work in Southeast Asia. And then after a year, they, they you know, put him back into the Marine Corps. They swapped the files back out. There's this normal Marine Corps record was there. And it was like he'd been in the Marine Corps the entire time. It is a common intelligence agency tactic to take agents and other things like that and place them in places where they think that they would be useful and, you know, give them some sort of cover. Now, we don't know, you know the arrangement you just described with the FBI paying Twitter and all the other stuff that's going on here. Again, it may have been very useful and it may have been very conscious for the FBI and CIA and other people to place people at these tech companies. Um, and that's, you know, again, a common intelligence tactic. What's not common and what appears to be a radical shift in terms of the way intel agencies are focusing things is they're not doing this against their adversaries. They're doing this against domestic political opposition. And that should terrify every one of us. I mean, that's how you end up with, you know, absolute tyranny, um, you know, albeit a technocratic one. Right. And, you know, there's so many other questions that branch from that. Who are they trying to benefit? Who, who benefits from all of this in the end? Mark Hemingway, writer for The Federalist. You need to go check out his work, thefederalist.com. You have some uh, discussions about this, the role of the FBI, CIA, and whatnot. Thank you for coming on to St. Louis Radio. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you very much. Mark Hemingway, again, thefederalist.com. He does have a new, a new article that came out just yesterday. Our FBI and CIA agents Sheep dipped at Twitter and other tech companies. Really great topic. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Mark Reardon, 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.